Hey, one more thing before you go. Have you ever wondered how jewelry and gemstones can help you connect with your soul? Do gemstones have healing properties? In this captivating episode, we're going to delve deep into the enchanting world of gemstone jewelry, its profound connection with the soul. Join us as we explore the mystical properties of gemstones, their healing abilities, and the positive energies they can bring into your life. I'm your host, Michael Hurst. Welcome to One More Thing Before You Go. My guest in this episode is Donna Wallace. She's a healer and the founder of the House of Orion. With over 25 years of energy healing work, exploring many modalities, Donna has been on a mission to find the most powerful and effective techniques for people to heal and evolve. She's on a mission to raise the vibration of the planet, all her inhabitants and habitats, and does this in a unique way through jewelry. Donna inspires people to follow their intuition, sharing the truth of how uncomfortable it can be, but also how wonderful it is to live in a really unique and a soul-led life. You all know I believe in soul, mind, body, and soul. She also helps people discover their perfect soulmate, creating jewelry that helps them blossom into their full soul potential. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. That's a lot of soul. <laughs> That's a lot of soul. Bring in all the soul today, Michael. Exactly. <laughs> we're we're here for soul. We're here for soul. You know, I I what an amazing journey that you've been on in regard to this. I I have an admiration and empathy and uh, uh, love for anybody that wants to connect people's mind, body, and soul. And uh, I feel that uh, we as human beings need to do that more often. And uh, I love that you want to take care of our Mother Earth, where we where we live and, you know, how we live here, because I think she's being forgotten and kind of pushed aside. So first and foremost, thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you for that acknowledgement. I felt that. You know, it, it's, it is, it's interesting how, I mean, we, people have been wearing jewelry. They dig up uh, uh, tombs in, in, uh, in archeological finds that are 1500 years, 2000 years, 2,500 years old. And where do they find within all of those? They find jewelry. You know, mm-hmm. they, so people have been wearing jewelry forever and a day. So I know yeah. it's not just about looking good though, right? No. And we know from all of that history that um, ancient civilizations have used gemstones for particular purposes in particular ways and for healing in different ways as well. So um, this has been, this is, you know, I like to say my, my jewelry is like, Old wine, new bottles. Old wine, I like that. Old wine, new mm. bottles. <laughs> yeah. This works. Um, it does. I like to start at the beginning. Can you yes. tell me tell me a little bit about yourself, where you grew up and what your family was like? Yeah, sure. Um, I grew up, so I live in Melbourne, Australia, um, or outside of Melbourne, and I grew up in a place about a little over an hour outside of Melbourne in a place called the Dandenong Ranges. And it's called the Ranges because, well, actually the locals call it the hills. And so it's this beautiful range of um, Australian eucalypts and, um, you know, different subtropical not sub not tropical but um cool rainforest species and was is this beautiful community and amazing place to grow up so i spent my first 20 years of life there and um yeah grew up with my mom and my dad and my brother and 
that was for the first 20 years of my life and then everything changed after that 20-year point. You know, it, it's what, it, it sounds like a really wonderful place to live, actually. It was magical, truly. Yeah. It was magical and though the trees and nature were my refuge. You know, and, and I think a lot of us, when we do see Australia, a lot of us see what we see on TV and a lot of it's a, kind of a deserty, dusty, mm. dirty, or the yeah. other end of it is, of course, watching Crocodile Dundee movies and things like that <laughs> where we see swampy and alligators and things like that. But this is, nice. this is a nice part. This is, there are so many different ecosystems within Australia and so it's so such a big island and so much diversity within our ecosystems and wildlife and landscapes and it's and just, you could spend more than a lifetime exploring it and never see it all. Um, Absolutely. Did you go to college or university? Mm, I did actually and I did it in a way that I didn't really want to go to be honest. Um, my parents wanted me to go to university. I didn't know what else I was going to do with my life and so I ended up studying horticulture of all things. Um, it probably sounds like it makes sense with my love of nature but um, I just did it because I really didn't know what else to do and, um, and I was fascinated by the biology and ecology and the way things worked and the way things grew and um yeah it's a part of me i suppose it's a part of my history it's a part of my story and my career took very interesting and wildly different twists and turns after that did what did you want to be when you grew up i wanted to be when i was in grade four um so what was that i must have been about eight or nine nine maybe i wanted to be a rock star and a doctor Right. <laughs> oh, that would have been see that would have been a nice little intermix. Do we yeah. know any rock star rock star doctors? <laughs> well, I do believe that some of our musicians are healers, so yeah, I do think there's a crossover. Uh, I've, well, you know something. You I, yes, you are correct. I and in studying the creative arts for healing, music is a healer. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> at what point you said you you went to school for horticulture? Did you take mm -hmm. a position in horticulture or did you, how'd you get into where you're at right now? For example? I was working in a plant nursery for a while. Is that what you call them in the States? Plant nurseries? I believe so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I was working in there for a while and then I went traveling across Australia to Western Australia actually. And I worked in um, vineyards and did traveling like backpacking style for a while and then basically gave all of that up, but retained my love of nature and plants. Um, I came back to Melbourne and um, yeah, I, I ended up in jobs that I didn't love because I didn't know what else I was going to do. Um, and I was like lost for quite, lost for, I don't know, a long time. A long time more than a decade lost trying to find the right job trying to find that um, path of fulfillment trying to find that the answer to the question mark that i had in my mind which was it's got to be something more than this right i want to feel happy i want to feel fulfilled and i don't know what that is they were kind of all stuck there at some point in our lives you know we all have a direction i think society sometimes puts stuff onto us that we yeah. finding cultures both that have these these expectations that you need to go to college or university, you need to get a job, you mm. need to get a house with a little white picket fence, you need to, you know, you need to have 2.3 kids and, you know, you, you have to follow this line of what you need to do. 
I think sometimes we lose our direction and maybe sometimes what our purpose is in life. Yeah, and I feel that um, for our for some young people, we don't know what that is yet. And yeah. so um, if we accept that cultural norm of going to university because that's what our family says we need to do, you know, maybe that was the right option for me at the time. I'm not sure. Um, it certainly... I am where I am because of my past and my family and everything like that. And yet no one would have known that I would have taken a course in my life like I have, not my parents and not myself. Um, and so there is something to be said for us as families, as a culture, to really support people's uniqueness and individuality and not just passion not just following a passion and not just being purposeful but finding the intersection of work that is profitable that also fills our hearts and souls and um i'm really passionate about that for people like i really want people to be on their soul path because i know firsthand what that misery is like when we're not in that space and i also know what it's like when you're trying to find it and you don't know what it is as i said i was in that space for a long time too but I really hope that the way that some of us are becoming conscious parents, that we can really tune into the intuition and to really listen to our children and start to try and elicit by asking questions and tapping into their inner knowledge and wisdom about themselves and why they're here, you know, the big yeah. question, why they're here, um, to help facilitate that path for people so they're not lost for a decades like I was. So I hope that us as conscious parents, as a con more conscious community, can be having conversations in a different way with our kids around career paths and, um, yeah, finding that intersection yeah. of our genius zones with how we can make a living and um, really contribute in the world in a powerful way. Um, I hope that that is what we're all creating together. I would hope so as well. I think, you know, we all, we all want to be happy with what we're doing. We all want to be content in how we're contributing to the world in our environment, in our communities and society yeah. as well. Um, so, yeah, I think that, uh, you know, I, it's interesting because I think, um, dare I say this, I'll say it out loud again, I've said it before. I think um, when COVID hit, it was kind of a double-edged sword. It Everybody thought normal was to get up. I, for my wife and I get up four thirty in the morning because she has to be to work at seven in the morning. She has to drive an hour and fifteen minutes to get to work. So we start very early, and then she spends all day in work, and then she's got an hour and fifteen minutes home. Mm -hmm. And by the time she gets home, through traffic and everything else, um, it, it's late. So we have a late dinner, and then we watch a couple hours with the TV, or if we don't fall asleep on the couch. Then we're into bed, and we're back up and doing it again in the morning. Mm. COVID allows us to pause and really estimate and think about what really, what really is normal. So mm -hmm. you got to work from home for two years, and because of working from home for two years, it allowed a thirty-second commute from the back patio where we got to go out and have a cup <laughs> of tea in the morning, and talk to nature and listen to the birds and watch the sun mm -hmm. come up. You know, it was a thirty-second commute. And then when we got to have lunch every day and watch a little funny thing, you're going to laugh. We watched things like American Dad and <laughs> just a little 30-minute thing to make us laugh, right? <laughs> Family guy, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then 30 seconds back to work. 
And then when she got off, it was 30 seconds back home. It was yeah. fantastic. It made mm -hmm. an opportunity for us to really understand maybe this is normal. Mm. Maybe a good work-life yes. balance is normal. And that, yeah. you, you know, even if you don't like what you're doing, having a work-life balance can make you happy. Yeah. And, in that work-life balance, sometimes what they think is normal might be something different normal for us. And I think you help people right. to understand that we we can find balance. I think from from what I've learned about you, you help people to find that balance in in what they're looking for, so that they can understand their soul purpose. Because we all have a soul purpose. Yeah, well, I think that balance, Michael, comes from when we listen deeply. You know, when we're connected with our souls and we're following our intuition, I think that balance is a natural outcome of that. I think there are a number of outcomes from that. Our intuition increases. We find we make changes that are really aligned with our values. Um, and, yeah, I feel that, that COVID, that the pandemic was a gift in many ways. It was challenging, of course, that goes without saying. But I also think that anything that was out of alignment became really obvious during that time. It was like somehow we were there was a spotlight shone on our lives and we had to examine what was working and what was not working. And for you and your wife having that um, glimpse of, well, it wasn't a glimpse, it was a two-year glimpse, a two-year window into her not travelling to work every day sounds like it was blissful for you both. Um, and so I feel that at that time just really highlighted what worked and what didn't work. And yeah, actually it was through that time that the House of Orion came in for me. So um, I had been doing um, energy work for a really long time. And as you know, for over 25 years, but for within my business for over seven years. And there was an element of what was working for me in that business and also what wasn't working for me. Don't get me wrong, I still do energy healing work. Um, and still support people. But there was, um, yeah, my soul was asking for something else to be birthed in that time. And I don't think that I'm the only one, Michael. Have you also heard of lots of people starting businesses and new ideas during the pandemic? Absolutely. I think that we have, we, I think what they call it, the, um, there was masses of people that left work. And, yeah. and those individuals re realized that they, that they were missing something there. And yeah. so many other people started, well, actually, even podcasting. Yes, when I first I've had podcast, lots of, yes, yes, yeah. lots of podcasts were birthed in that time. I actually think the pandemic yeah. was a portal. There was an opening, there was an energetic opening yeah. on our planet at that point in time. For some people, that meant um, making very difficult decisions to leave jobs because they didn't want to comply with vaccinations. Well, that's what happened in Australia anyway, the, com the compulsory vaccinations to retain particular jobs. There was a mass exodus in lots of um, jobs in healthcare um, and teaching and all sorts of you know places where people left because they felt that they there was an, a misalignment with what the government were asking them to do and what their their body was saying no this is not right for me and so that but then also this magical portal like there was this energy that was present during that time that allowed new ideas to come in and to be birthed and that was really exciting yeah i think that in hindsight <laughs> well, well yeah exactly i think and it, it, it was all over the world People were able to do that all over the world. I think people took the time to say that I think I'm going to follow my dream or my passion, 
And yeah. it gave that window of opportunity to say, I don't want to be doing that anymore. This is what I want to be doing. Yeah. Um, you know, when I started podcasting, there was 876,000 people podcasting. Now there's 5.4 million. No way. Yeah, That's right. amazing. It is. It, it, I it have is no amazing. idea. 5.4 million people podcasting. Yeah. I mean, now, anyone really can start a podcast these days, can't they, Michael? But well, you, 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 uh, having said that, dare I say, I'm not a podcaster, but I'm sure it takes something to run an amazing uh, podcast. Not all of those are great podcasts. Not all those are good podcasts, but people at least tried. They made the effort, and and you know I think in making an effort, it gives them an opportunity to explore, and where before they weren't able to explore. So this gave a, a door that opened that gave the opportunity for exploration. So I know you said a little bit ago you and and I know that you were doing energy healing for twenty five years. What kind of energy healing were you doing? Can you help us understand what energy yeah, healing is? And, and yeah. maybe how it how it's applied? Mm. Well, it's applied in different modalities. So in that regard, um, it's brought through or conducted or facilitated in different ways. But I think at the end of the day, probably it all has a very similar thread, which is um, bringing through pure love or source energy for people and beyond people. We know that this works um, <laughs> for environments, for plants, for animals yes, <laughs> um, yes. and beyond. Um, but I feel that it's basically how can we be a conduit to allow divine or source energy to come through for the benefit of someone else or something else. And so where did I start? I started with Reiki. I was introduced to Reiki when I was about 16 or 17. Um, it was the first time I that I received Reiki. I will always remember this experience of someone putting their hands on my shoulders um, who became a dear friend of mine. Um, and it was the first time, Michael, that I ever felt like I was at home in my physical body in on this planet Earth. It was a completely new and yet very old and familiar experience of a homecoming for me. And so Reiki was the first modality that I learned. Um, and then, you know, went on to do further training and, and of course, became Reiki master and all the things and have taught Reiki to people over the years. Um, other modalities that I've studied are colour therapy, um, holistic counselling, um, family constellation therapy, um, an element of shamanism, um, how to become a medium. I've been trained as a medium um, using all the different levels of intuition. I mean, crystal healing, sound healing, the list goes on and on. And really what I was searching for was something that would help me fix my problems, Michael. <laughs> At the Aren't end of the day, yep, I was just really wanting something that would make me feel better, something that would make me feel happier, something that would help me let go of trauma that I'd experienced in my life, um, help me understand who I was, something that gave me that sense of well at the beginning I really wanted ease and then when I found ease um, my search went on for something a little bit more like searching in the name of bliss what could what could heaven on earth here feel like what could that truly feel like as an experience in a human body um living a normal day-to-day -day life like what could that feel like and so i guess my my search went to 
was has predominantly been about fixing my problems and fixing my own issues so I could feel happy. I think it kind of all starts there. I follow Bruce Lee. I'm an old guy. <laughs> and I follow his philosophies in certain many in many many things in regard to to find to find purpose we need to find ourselves. Yeah. Is what he said. So in finding ourselves we have to find out what works for us and what doesn't work for us. Mm -hmm. So what you just described there is an opportunity that you were able to find yourself and fine-tune what you yes. wanted to bring to the world and to fine-tune your gifts and see how you can parlay them. Um, and, and obviously what you've mm -hmm. taken that is into a new direction with gemstones and, yes. and jewelry and things like this. Uh, how Help us understand, if you will, please, the process. Or Let me, let me, let me do this question again. Can you introduce us to um, gemstone, gemstone jewelry, and how that connects us to our soul? How did you discover that? Mm. How I discovered it was um, visions dropping down to me, one after the other. Some people call it intuition. Sometimes I call it divine downloads. Um, but I was in a session with my mentor. And in that time, I, I could feel before that session that there was something that wanted to come in in, within my business. I knew that there was another idea, a course. I didn't know what it was exactly, but I could just feel this um, um, like a pregnant pause. And I could feel that there was something there that wanted to come in. And so when I went into that space with my mentor, what happened was my business told me and I was communicating with the soul of my business. I believe our businesses also have souls and that we can talk to them and that basically we're here to facilitate what it is that they want to do, um, which also is very healthy and good for us. Um, uh, I, we could go down a rabbit hole talking about that, but we won't, Michael. Um, but what I had was um, a vision, vision dropping in one after the other. And the first vision that I saw was a person's hand and I was kind of out in the stars, out in the universe. I know this sounds a little abstract, but I saw a ring with a large colour gemstone slide onto someone's ring finger. And when that happened, I saw light like electrical currents run from that person's hand up their arm into their body. And then I saw their energy field or their aura turn on like bing, like it just started radiating and shining really brightly. And I was like, what is this? What is this? Um, so unexpectedly for me, my the soul of my business told me that it wanted to start selling products. And that was something that I never in a million years would I do. I had a service-based business. I had deliberately, consciously avoided products and MLMs and all those sorts of things. And um, I was very surprised to have this new direction come in of my business wanting to create products. So what I got from the vision, Michael, was that gemstone jewellery can energetically activate us. And um, I was then shown how to do that and how to create that. So if I can ask you, when you were talking about the soul of your business, you, prior to the jewelry thing, you were still doing your energy healing business. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. So, um, so then you got this vision in this vision then mm -hmm. Dr. Did you, did you have to um, go out and explore and kind of uh, uh, educate yourself and, and do some research to find out what worked and what doesn't work? And how, how did you learn how, 
and what gemstone works for like what let me try that question better yeah i know what you're asking <laughs> i just let you answer that <laughs> <laughs> the question is how right the question is how did you do that and yes, how did you, did you do, do that? that in an industry or a realm that you haven't played in before donna isn't that the question that's exactly and the question <laughs> it was the biggest question that i had at the time i was like spirit soul of business what are you telling me to do are you are you have you got the wrong person here because i don't know anything about jewelry i mean i know what i like i know what i don't like i've had my yeah. own limited personal experience but like i don't know anything about jewelry um but what i do know is that when my intuition says something or when i get something like messages that are that clear and that feel that amazing that i have to follow it and i have to explore it there's just not even though I was completely doubting myself and didn't know where to even begin. Um, also then what I got was, okay, where to begin, Donna? You need to find a jeweler, you need to figure out how to source gemstones. And basically I followed the breadcrumbs of taking one step after another. And with the gemstones, it might surprise you, Michael, that um, I don't prescribe so, okay, so I prescribe gemstones for people. I do. Um, I can feel what gemstones are the right gemstones for people and what would activate their energy fields. But it might surprise you to know that I don't use particular types of gemstones for particular people or particular issues. So, for instance, even though we know that, um, let's say, a sapphire a blue, a blue sapphire. We commonly know sapphires as blue. They come in all sorts of colors though. Um, a, a blue sapphire could typically, you would say, be really great for intuition and perception because it sits in that royal blue um, vibration or spectrum, color spectrum, and is a match to our third eye chakra. So typically anything royal blue, you could say would be really good for intuition. And so someone, one of my customers came to me and said, Donna, I really want a ring or, or a piece of jewelry that's great for intuition what would you recommend i don't actually say a sapphire um or i don't have particular gemstones that i use in that way what we do instead is a completely i kind of have a completely different approach um, to how people buy crystals and gemstones typically and that is my first step before anything is we figure out what is your energy saying and what is your soul saying what does your soul want to experience in your life how does it want to express itself how what does your soul even feel like what is the essence of you and how is your soul uniquely you this is a process of understanding you yourself on a really deep level michael so you get a sense of who you are in perhaps a way that you've never done never had before never felt never known never seen never experienced before it, it just i hope i understand this so do you read people's auras in based upon mm -hmm. their aura then you can connect yep. them with what what gemstone you you feel that would work best with their aura yeah so let me be really specific then what i do in the first step of my process is i offer people free 10 minute energy readings and in that energy reading i look at your aura i tell you what colors i can see i tell you what is specifically mm. that means for you and i get give you a sense of like what i can see as who you are as a soulful being 
And then I also try on different colored gemstones in your energy field. And I look at what happens in your energy field with each of those gemstones. And I say, oh, I like that. Oh, I don't like that for you. This does this for you. This kind of stone does this for you. But actually, this is what I want for you. So I've got this, I kind of can feel people's mm -hmm. I can't, not kind of, I can feel people's souls and I can feel what wants to happen in their energy field as part of their growth and ascension. And that's, that's a pretty cool like trick to have in my back pocket. It's a really cool party trick, Michael. That's a really cool trick to have. Yeah. Yeah. And so then when um, I have people that say, Oh, Donna, I just love that. I really, I know that I meant to have a piece of your jewelry. Okay. Okay, great. So the next step is you have a blossom session with me. And in that session, I'm not doing the energy reading. Actually, what I'm doing is guiding you through a very deep process for you to connect with your soul, for you to feel mm -hmm. the unique qualities of yourself, for you to feel how your soul wants to grow, for you to feel how it wants you to experience life. And it's in that blossom session that usually, almost always, my customers get a sense of what color gemstone it is and if it's in a ring and which mm. finger they wear it on or is it a pendant. And then after that, I know I'm giving you a lot of information here, Michael. That's then after okay. that, <laughs> I go off and intuitively choose gemstones that match that vibration that that person connected with as their soul. And this is why I call them soulmate stones because I get that energy, that frequency, that that right. feeling. And I find the gemstones that would activate that in a person. So then they choose, my customers then choose their gemstone. They know when they meet it, it is a soulmate experience oh, of cool. sometimes it's love at first sight and sometimes it is um, they've got to get their head out of the way to let their soul choose the right stone. You know, we all go through that process sometimes get our head out the way so our heart or soul can speak and then we go through a design process and and the creation of the the piece of jewelry is then handmade by my amazing jeweler who's also in melbourne with over 30 years experience so they're just next level gorgeous amazing creations that are designed to be heirloom jewelry passed down to generation and generation generation like i hope that my great-grandchildren wearing my jewelry and that it is still like Primo condition and you know that they can remember oh my great 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 grandma donna this was her ring and this is what it did for her and that's what it's doing for me too um and so but then when once that piece of jewelry is made i energetically work with that that gemstone and that piece of jewelry to make sure that it's activated for that person and mm. brings in the energetic qualities that we had talked about in that blossom session that came through and so it is a complete custom process and that's why i call it custom made for your soul well you know it's very it's very interesting and unique that you were able to see people's souls and how they connect because i i mean everybody knows at least the ones that are watching and listening to this and that know me i believe in the soul i believe we all have a soul and that soul is infinite and that um in order for us to be able to connect with our soul sometimes we miss that opportunity sometimes mm -hmm. we get so caught up in in life that we don't yes. really stop and take the break and the breath to really understand or connect with our soul right. and and sometimes that feels a little bit scary or challenging yeah. to really go there and yeah it's like the most rewarding thing in the whole world i think i'm, I'm gonna ask a very bizarre question um but I think you'll understand it. 
I know that, you know, I just had a couple conversations on the, on my show where people were talking about uh, karmic, um, karmic, uh, karma that's been following us, whether it be attachments to our soul as we come forward in life mm-hmm. or we move through our soul patterns, that we have karma that happens to attach to it. You know, is this okay. something that that um, you you come to your understanding as well? And do these gemstones happen to help with clearing, let's say, negative karma? Oh, that's a really great question, actually. Um, I think that we can clear karma, absolutely. Um, and yes, I think that we come in with a certain amount of come in what I mean by that is we incarnate as a soul into this human body with a certain amount of mm, learnings that we want to go through or things that our soul has chosen um, that is for us to experience in this lifetime and I think that we can clear that and I think that we can also I mean what I mean by that is I think that we can clear the stuff that would otherwise hold us back. I think that we can clear things that don't serve us and I think that we can create a space where we are free to pursue the best possible path for ourselves. And my jewelry is acts as a north star Michael. So rather than addressing so what I feel is different about my jewelry as a healing modality is that we can heal through beauty and that we don't need to go through all of the heaviness and all of the go let go of all of like without having to go into all the crap and the drudgery I feel that um healing can be done in a completely different way and that my jewelry is a new paradigm of that it acts as a north star for people so it acts as a north star guiding a guiding light on your soul path where it takes you down a particular path that is the brightest path for you the most joyous path for you the most love-filled path for you and my jewelry energetically is programming that in as into you as you wearing it so um do i believe in karma yes i do but i also believe that we can program ourselves and we can in my case i use jewelry to help program people to have the most joyous love-filled amazing blissful lives and that's why I say in some of my um, my um, messaging around my jewelry is like, let's experience heaven on earth. What is like, what would that be for you as an individual? And let's play in that space. Which is brilliant. Does that I answer think, your question? Yeah, I think it is too. It's brilliant. Um, can you help us understand some healing properties of gemstones? I know that as before we start this conversation, I told you I grew up in an area where they have a large Native American um, yes. community, and they believe in, for example, turquoise, and yes. the turquoise can heal them in 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 certain ways, keep them healthy yes. and and so forth. Can you help us maybe understand a little bit about uh, the healing properties of gemstones in in general? Yes. Um, so, as I said before. Um, one school of thought is that particular gemstones and crystals have particular healing properties and 
I also have a piece of Native American jewellery um, with turquoise and silver from when um, my dad travelled to the States many, many years ago. It was one of my first pieces of jewellery, actually. So there is that connection there, woven thread in our conversation and my past. But the healing properties of gemstones. So, you know, there are some gemstones that really want to do things for you. And there are some gemstones that kind of want to be left alone. It's like, same with crystals. And I listen to each, okay, this is going to sound pretty weird, Michael, but you know, we're out there and I'm going to just keep going. <laughs> this, is, this, this podcast is, this is from the mundane to the metaphysical. So yeah, well, it, here it, we are. Here we are in the metaphysical. in the metaphysical space, yes. Exactly. And um, so I listen to gemstones. They speak to me. Every gemstone has a potential and every gemstone wants something. It either wants to be left alone, <laughs> wants to be put back in the earth, or it wants things for people. So I've seen gemstones that want to bridge love between two people. I've seen gemstones that want to activate this incredible, like, experience of my customer feeling completely loved like you know when um you're looking at a baby and you're like oh my goodness you are the most gorgeous thing in the whole world and you're putting your hands on your face and you can't stop kissing them and could you imagine how loved and adored that baby feels i have a gemstone that i'm working with currently that wants that for my customer that wants them to feel like the most loved and adored and cherished being in the whole entire world. So that is one of the stones that my customers chosen. Another, um, I, like, so they all want different things. They, every gemstone wants something. And also like us as individuals, we have um, soul potential. We have a possibility of our greatness, you could say. And gemstones also have a possibility of their greatness. They have a particular soul mission, just like we have particular soul missions. And a lot of them, there are, okay, actually, I shouldn't say a lot of gemstones want that because when I look at gemstones, um, I have sorted through and sifted out so many gemstones before I get to choosing the right ones for my customers. So there are some gemstones that are like, really special and want specific things and really want to work with humans as well. And what's the difference between a crystal and, and a gemstone? My wife has crystals that mm -hmm. she she has five, six, I think six of them, six different crystals mm -hmm. that she keeps and holds and has in a little bag and then she puts them out during the uh, the like a full moon or mm -hmm. a blood moon. Yep or a blue moon, and she lays them outside for a while, lets them energize and things like that. Is there a difference between a, a crystal like that and a gemstone? Yeah, there is a difference. And um, gemstones to me are, um, so how do I explain this? We all know what crystals are, and we've also seen jewelry with crystals in them. The gemstones that I work with are faceted. So they are shiny like diamonds. Um, they are a higher quality 
Um, and I'm talking about that from a physical perspective or what a jeweler would grade as higher quality. They're not a rough stone. They are a stone that um, is moving into that higher end jewelry market. So a gemstone to me is something that um, can be, is high quality and typically faceted not always faceted but in my space they're always faceted i'm sorry did they carry the same energies they can they can carry the same energies but so when i'm looking at gemstones for my business for my customers right. what i'm looking for is the highest quality stones that i can find aesthetically the most beautiful stones right. um cut with amazing symmetry so it gives more sparkle beautiful color like um yeah just something that is really radiant but then right. also what i'm looking for is that energy component so what i want is the highest quality and the highest vibe i don't want jewelry that's just really pretty and beautiful because the market is flooded with that i also don't want jewelry that is low end that's going to break that's part of the fast fashion movement mm -hmm. i want something that's part of the slow fashion movement um handmade things that are made to last but then also have soul behind them they feel amazing and people are like oh my gosh what's that on your finger donna they can't stop looking at it and they don't know why actually if they tuned in they probably would you also put a connection i mean you it's a it's a like i believe in connection with everything i think everything has got a soul i talk to my trees i talk to my plants i you know yes. the the i go out and, and talk to my bushes um i talk to mm -hmm. the bee the birds the, the bees you know, mm -hmm. um, enough where they come flying around me, they don't bother me. The bees will yeah. come, like, say, hi, how you doing? They'll, we keep the doors open sometimes, so they'll come flying through the house, and then they'll come back out, go right in front of our face, like, hey, thanks, and go on about their business. <laughs> same thing I love with that. I'm very much the same. Hummingbirds, same thing with hummingbirds. They'll go from <gasps> the bushes, then they'll stop in front of us, they'll kind of say thanks, move to the next one, and go on. So I believe in That's that. So I believe gorgeous. in wholeheartedly. I wish I had hummingbirds here. So you guys don't have hummingbirds in Australia or just in that area? Not down here, or at least. I don't know. Maybe we have them. I don't know if we have them up north. Maybe. Huh, that, I have really cool Australian native birds and wildlife down here, though. Amazing well, that, bird life. That might make up for it. <laughs> yes, it does. Uh, <laughs> but, yes, I do. we do love Sorry, our hummingbirds. It, 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 it's nice because when we sit back on the back patio and they come up and say hi and, and kind of thing, it, it really makes you feel good. You know, because so you get special. right up in your, right up in your face almost to say hey, thanks, which is kind of cool. So I do believe in that, and I believe in you know I understand the connection that you are doing when you connect a gemstone with somebody's soul because you, you're obviously mm -hmm. connecting it with that individual. And you know, I I've wore jewelry that that I I put on for a little while and it was like it felt negative to me. Mm. Interesting. There's like a negative connotation to it for some reason. Um, mm -hmm. But I've also worn jewelry that went um, value, that is valuable to me. Um, yes. So I, I understand the connection with that. You can feel it. You know, you can see it from that perspective. Um, that might be because I'm a little more open with my intuition or my, my believing in that matter, I guess. You know, mm -hmm. I'm more spiritualistic. I do have a, a wide... I believe that the earth is completely talking to us and we're talking to it. 
And I believe it's saying, help me, like I said earlier to you, because it's being strangled. And um, so maybe because I have a better connection from that perspective is why I listen to even something like jewelry or gemstones being able to connect to us. So earlier we're talking about the connection um, with this, like your soulmate. Uh, uh, when you talk about connecting soulmates, you, are you talking from a perspective of connecting gemstone soulmates, or does the gemstone help you bring? Like you said earlier, this is what brought this question up. You said earlier there was one that wants to bring these two people together. So, mm. um, how does that work? I mean, is that just innate within the energy of the gemstone that says, "Hey, I think these two people yes. need to be together." Yes, it's innate within the gemstone of the en- the energy of the gemstone, and also I've had one gifted to someone else as an engagement ring. So there mm. was that, um, but I have had um, one of a customer um, who. So she started the process and she hasn't continued on, but she is like there is a stone that wants to help her find her soulmate. So there's that too. There's Actually, I've had two customers like that. Three of um, Cool. That's very cool, I yeah. think. You know, I think but what it, I, was, I was actually talking more about a soulmate, a soulmate stone and, yeah, between yeah. a person and a gemstone. <laughs> but, and, yes, sometimes so the, they want to help you look for love. So they both work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All uh, of it, yeah. Yeah, we you know we we all want to find that one that one person that you know that we know that we're we're a soulmate with, and that uh, we've been through previous lives with, you know. And, and those of us that happen to find it, I think that uh, I think that we're lucky in the fact I that agree. we've been able to do that and achieve that because it's a wonderful feeling and it gives you contentment and happiness and you know you have a better understanding of how good life really is. Um. What do you think, how can gemstones, how can picking the right gemstone or jewelry for us to wear, how can that transform our life? And in, in, in not not like a glamour way, you know, Hollywood glamour and walking the red carpet, but how can a gemstone really help us to transform our life in a positive way? Oh my gosh, Michael. When you asked me that question, I was just covered in shivers and goosebumps. Something about the way that you asked that, I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> but it, um, So thank you for the question, first of all, but also the energy behind it. I can speak from my own experience, if you would like. Um, I When I chose my own ring, so I have an aquamarine. For those of you who don't know what aquamar- aquamarines are like, they're like a, a pale kind of turquoisey blue, um, some brighter than others. Um, when I chose my aquamarine, the message of my stone was, this is what I got, like that there was a big hand above me with like a finger and a forethumb wanting to come down and pluck me up of my current experience in my life and drop me into a completely different realm of like a different life experience. Um, And so I could feel that my ring wanted me to have an elevated experience of life it wanted me to have a very different experience of and when i say very different let me qualify that um it wanted me to have a different experience of life than what i was having and yet i already had a beautiful life so i already have my husband and my children and live in a place that i really love and i was already doing work that i loved but The way that my life has changed since I've been wearing my ring is 
actually for me quite unbelievable um i have a sense of happiness that i've i, I might cry michael i have um a sense of happiness I, I, I will i will take responsibility for that because they're happy tears <laughs> see yeah happy tears we're good for happy tears well the happiness that i have is different than what i've ever had before like it's i have an increased baseline of happiness within me that I don't have to meditate for an hour in the morning to be okay before I get up. Um, it has also given me a sense of lightness and connection with other people through my work that I never expected I would have. Never thought actually I would be having conversations like this with you, Michael. Like this to me is such a great joy. Um, my work has facilitated and my ring is connected very directly to my business. And because of course my ring is about my soul path and my business is about my soul path. So um, I can almost use the words of, like my ring was a gift or an expression of my soul, but also for me personally of my business and what I'm here to do in the world. And I have that feeling of like, it's elevated my life experience. It's, it's, I feel like I've got so much more light in me than I ever had before. And there's like a sense of um, fun. Like I'm so much more able to have fun in my life. And I've found other things I really, really love. And I like kind of set myself free, given myself the permission slip to pursue that. And um, I just feel like my ring is like, help me let go of all the baggage that was holding me back. And just given me like this beautiful, beautiful experience of life. And maybe people from the outside in my world might not see the, the difference that I'm talking about because maybe they saw that on the outside of me before anyway, but my inner experience is very different. And also, well, actually that might not be true. People probably seen like me on my business journey um, and my business is growing, but um, yeah. Sorry, Michael, that was a complete ramble and download of um, That's okay. my personal experience. But I believe that the, these, this jewelry, it changes people's lives in a subtle but really powerful way. Well, I know it, it, I think that it, having a transformation like that is profound. And, you know, it can happen in, in different ways. And those of us that have had that transformation and have the recognition are grateful for the opportunity that the universe gave us to be able to open our eyes Absolutely. and our intuition for that. And I know yeah. you talked about intuition before, um, but um, with the fact that you deal with it on such a significant basis, um, mm -hmm. can you can you give some tips on maybe how we as individuals can recognize and and put to use our intuition, or how to trust? I guess would be a better question how to trust our own yeah. intuition as a cop i can tell you that i relied on my intuition each and every day that i was out on the street so i could only it, imagine yeah it allowed me it allowed me to survive and come home so yeah. I, I understand the connection with intuition but i want others to feel the same thing could you help us yes. with some tips with that yeah, so what you're talking about is a real gut instinct isn't it when you are yes. out on the street in your role um Oops. and so for us, for people who aren't in life and death situations every day, um, maybe we have 
intuition come in different ways or not such a body gut experience like you had or um, have okay so let me just say when you are tuning in you ask a question and you get an answer it's always the first answer that comes through that is your intuition the next voice that you have which is like but was that my head or was that my intuition is that right or am i just making that up is that what i want to hear or is that actually my intuition um the first thing that comes through is almost always in fact i would go so far as to say always your intuition that first thing that comes through trust that um and i feel that trusting your intuition happens over time it happens when you a not only listen to your intuition and get that first message but then also follow it there's two steps in the intuition process listening and following and when we follow our intuition and it works out really well for us or it takes us down an unexpected path that our soul wants us to go on um, and gives us things that we would never otherwise had then we're like, oh, hang on, this intuition thing, maybe it's a good thing, like maybe it works really well. <laughs> maybe I should try that again. Um, and so trusting your intuition is really a process of building muscle like anything else. It is listening to your intuition and not ignoring that message, actually doing the thing. And I think that, that there's two spots where people get stuck. As I said, that first one of not sure if they're not sure if it's actually their intuition or not. And then the second part is having the courage to follow it. And that is a big step because sometimes our intuition takes us into really uncomfortable places. Like my intuition told me to create a business about jewelry that I had no idea about. I was like, are you crazy? But okay, all right, I'll try it on. Lucky I'd had some practice building my um, intuition muscle, Michael. But it is definitely uncomfortable and sometimes very challenging because we know when we're out of alignment and our intuition is telling us that, like that we might have to make some changes. And so it can be wildly uncomfortable and challenging. It can be uncomfortable and challenging. Yet, yep. bloody amazing right when we actually give ourselves that gift of following our intuition to me this my motto is following our intuition mm. is the greatest act of self-love that's pretty profound Truly. i like that yeah i like yep. that i remember my teachers used to always tell us you know, when you're taking a test and you sit there and before you look down at your answers and you know your first thing comes to your head usually it's the right answer when you start so, going well, maybe it is B, or I don't know, maybe it's D. You start messing with that, you start messing with what is really right and what's really wrong, and it really interferes. That but in reality, so what you first looked at was the right answer in the first place. Yep. Yeah. And I think a lot of us, you know, you hit it, you hit it right on the head, as the old cliche says. I think that a lot of us hear that little whisper in our ear, and we kind of go, was that real? You know, was that really some something talking to me? So was that really what yes. I'm supposed to do? But once we take that step and you realize and start trusting it a little bit more, uh, the more you trust it, the easier it gets. The easier it gets, the more you do it. And um, yeah, it's a wonderful a thing. Beautiful upward understand. cycle. Yeah, yeah. It's just a beautiful well. cycle. Yeah. I know. I know that we're almost running out of time, but I do. If you don't mind, I do have another question. Um, I buried it in my notes. How can we discover the truth about 
who we are as soulful, unique beings on this planet. I think, um, I think that's, you know, that was suggested on, on some of the paperwork that you sent to me. And I looked at that question mm -hmm. and I thought, what, a, what an amazing question. Um, so I will pose it to you. How can we discover the truth about who we are as soulful, unique beings on this planet? We can listen to ourselves. We can listen to our intuition. Yes, to discover who we are as unique, soulful beings, we can listen to our intuition. And we can let go of walking the well-tread path the path of the shoulds and the expectations and the cultural norms and we can do what our soul is asking us to do we can do scary things we can do uncomfortable things we can follow our intuition that shows uh, following our intuition takes us on this path of uniquely becoming ourselves uniquely becoming our unique selves we can follow a path that is different that is meant for us if we can block out all of that noise and all of that distraction around us and follow our intuition then it will take us to this place of truly becoming who we already are it's like we've just got to get rid of the noise and we've got to get rid of all those layers and we've got to get rid of all the energy blocks and all those things. But truly, you can find yourself by listening to your intuition and that will take you exactly where you need to go. That's amazing. See, at the, at the end of the show, I always ask like um, words of wisdom and and. Now I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to tell you beforehand. I'm gonna ask you that, so <laughs> what you said might be just that. Um, I don't think I've got any more words of wisdom. <laughs> we may, have, we may have to Hang on, let me one. keep talking. I'll find some more. <laughs> just say, refer to what we said before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how can somebody find a you, your website, and uh, how to get some help from you? Thank you, Michael. Um, you can find my website, The House of Orion, which is thehouseoforion.com.au. And under on that website, you'll find the first step, and that is to book a free energy reading with me. It's a 10-minute energy reading and could very well change your life. Um, and there are no strings attached from my end with that. People know whether they're meant to have a piece of jewelry or not, but it is one way that I can share my gifts with the world. And um, everyone who I've done readings for have given me amazing feedback and told me how profound it was to be truly seen in that way. So you can find me there. And if you want to have a look at some soul bling, some of the sparkly beauties that I've created, you can have a look at my Instagram page, which is also the House of Orion, but you'll find links to that from my website. Soul, soul bling. I like that. I, I call it soul bling. All the pretties. <laughs> Can you say your website out loud, please? Thehouseoforion.com.au And I'll make sure there's links of that in the uh, show notes so that we can absolutely get people connected with you. And for the benefit of everybody else that's out there, there's your Instagram. So when you're looking, you can find her right there as well. Um Again, thank you very much for reaching out and connecting. I'm so happy that we were able to finally accomplish this. We had a little, a little hitch in, in getting together, but 
Uh, what an amazing journey, an amazing conversation. Thank you for, for being here. You're welcome. Hey, Michael, is it okay if I share one last thing? Absolutely. One of, we've talked a little bit about um, our care for Mother Earth and creating hmm, something special on this planet. And one of the things that came through as part of the House of Orion is that I've created a crystalline grid um, using all the pieces of jewellery, all the pieces of House of Orion jewellery and that around the world. And so my vision, initial vision was pieces of jewellery being made and then I could see lines of them being shipped out all around the world. And what my customers come and are a part of is what I hope to be the world's largest crystal grid. I call it the House of Orion Crystalline Energetic Grid. And every six months that my customers come into a complimentary live online call with me. And we have, I've programmed this grid to support the ascension of Mother Earth and all of her inhabitants and her habitats. So energetically, there's a beautiful crystalline grid that we are working on and supporting the ascension of the planet through our jewellery too. So there's a bigger piece of um, purpose, if you like, around the work that we're doing. Hey, what a brilliant idea. What a brilliant mm. uh, opportunity there. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Thank you. Yeah. I'm glad that you had to say that. I'm glad you put that together. That's pretty cool. Um, well, again, I was just given the divine download. I was like, well, that sounds amazing. I could never have come up with that idea. <laughs> You know, they, they Let's say, do that. They say that there's a grid, there's a magical grid that surrounds the earth anyway, and you've yes. connected to that in such a way that it uh, connects. All, yeah, that, that, that's just profound. Uh, I am going to ask this anyway. This is one more okay. thing before you go. Are there any words of wisdom that you would like to share? I know that you just said something amazing a little bit ago. So, <laughs> Please follow your intuition. Please let your eyes sparkle, find that part of you that can be uninhibited and let your energy, your unique self just glow and radiate because we need everyone in that place within themselves on this planet. So if you're listening, please follow your intuition and please let yourself sparkle and glow and radiate. Fantastic words of wisdom. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. It's been a pleasure to meet you, pleasure to get to know you, and I get a pleasure to share your journey. So thank you for being here. Thank you so much, Michael. I'm really grateful to be here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And everybody else that's out there, please, uh, for, who are listening and watching, um, I got my head going somewhere else. For everyone else that's out there, one more thing before you go, have a great day, have a great week, and thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to this episode of One More Thing Before You Go. Check out our website at beforeyougopodcast.com. You can find us as well as subscribe to the program and rate us on your favorite podcast listening platform.